Hey everybody, this is Shane Ankeny. If you guys get on social media a little bit here and there, you might have seen my name floating around. If you don't know who I am, you never heard from me, well, definitely follow along. You're going to hear a lot out of me. So I, uh, I've got lots of stories to tell and i got lots of real life experiences. One thing I'm going to make kind of clear right out the bat is I'm a real guy. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. If you guys are listening to my stories and, and I'm throwing my examples of life experiences that I've been through out there, I'm giving it to you real. Uh, I don't want to sugarcoat stuff and I don't want to lie about anything to make things sound better or worse because that's totally unfair to my audience. And and I and I real, ultimately the goal behind this whole podcasting thing for me is to make a difference in everybody's lives. Um, the examples and the experiences that I've been through that I'm going to be sharing throughout all the different episodes with this stuff. And then some of the speakers that I'm going to have come in and we're going to talk and do some interviews and stuff. We all share the same thing. And that is the fact that we want to make a difference and we want to be, have a relative story to something going on in your life. And our stories, we want to use them as a tool to make a difference for you. Um, if you get the messages that we put out there and stuff and you actually utilize that and use, use it to the, to your advantage, there's, there's stuff in there that could definitely make a difference in your life and, and, uh, maybe make your situation better. There's a lot of people right now that are struggling. A lot of people. As a matter of fact, on a day-to-day basis, I have people reach out to me and say, Shane, you know what? I I need an ear. I need somebody to talk to because I'm going through something and it's, it's depressing or, You know, and some of these people are people that I would have never in my life expected to to have anything like that going on. I, I, I am honestly baffled by the amount of people that I would have never expected that actually do suffer stuff like depression, anxiety, etc. So, so yeah, I'm definitely uh, putting this all together. It's uh, it's. Uh, going together as as an awareness package for an experience that I went through but it's also going together as an inspirational tool and uh, and a motivator something that you guys can kind of bank on a little bit here and there and uh, like I said I've got a lot of great stories some of them will draw tears some of them will draw a good laugh I, I do enjoy laughing a heck of a lot more than I enjoy crying so that is something that I want to I want to put out there is that uh um, I do have a sense of humor. If you're following along with me, you are going to hear some funny stuff. It's just the way it is. Some of the experiences I've had in my life are very entertaining on a comedy level. Um, that's just, that's, that, that's how I live my life. I, I always lived on two different things there. I always said there was two different things that could save you out of any situation, whether it was bad, good, It was there to save you. And that was one, if you can find something funny and you can have a laugh, laughter is a healer of so many problems. And music being number two, music to me is a soul saver. Music resets the mind, it opens you up. So many different things can come out of music. I listen to all kinds of different music. I listen to country, rock, a little bit of rap here and there, it depends. but I listen to a lot of different types of music and a lot of it is based on, on how I'm feeling that day. Am I feeling like I, I need a, uh, a fresh sense of, uh, of my home life from when I was growing up? Well, I'll listen to some country music. I grew up on a ranch. 
So country music kind of takes me back and it resets me to, to my roots. Um, if I'm running through like more of a depressive state in my life, well, bring on the ballads because I'm going through some stuff. But no, and I'm also a musician. I've been playing guitar. I've been writing music. I started playing the guitar when I was nine years old. Um, and it was actually something I'd played for 23 years and it got taken away from me. That's the story that I'm about to get into with you. Um, but it, it was a, it was my lifesaver. Uh, that guitar got me through a lot of situations growing up. Uh, when I first started playing, it was pretty ugly, actually. It sounded awful. A uh, common line in my household was my dad yelling from the back room for me to just stop playing. That he couldn't handle it. <laughs> it was, turn it down, you know? So I heard that a lot right off the bat. But once I, once I kind of picked up some chords and I took off with it, I really took off with it. And it turned into the biggest thing in my life. It was a five-hour-a-day adventure. I was playing before school, during school, after school, and that, that was kind of my routine. My bus driver's uh, normal everyday morning for me was as soon as I'd walk out of my mom and dad's house, my sister and I, we'd walk out of the house. He knew that he had to open the back doors of that school bus, so I had a place to put my guitar. It's just how it was. It went everywhere with me. But I played, like I said, for 23 years and it was taken away. I'll get into that. But yeah, music and laughter. I feel like those are life's biggest healers. Music and laughter. Love is a questionable one for me. Sometimes love is a... Uh, in the right aspect, it is a very good thing. So my love for music, for example. Great thing. Sometimes love has complications. Sometimes love is the root of the problem. So take that with a uh, with a fine, a fine feeling. Because that could work both ways. But... But anyways, again, Shane Ankeny. I'm from Northeast Wyoming. Grew up on a ranch up here, just outside of a small town called Upton. Great little town, great place to grow up. If you guys want a good getaway and a place to raise your kids from start to finish, that's a great place to do it. I started kindergarten in that school and I graduated from the high school in the same town with the same group of people I started kindergarten with. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, I actually had my 20 year class reunion here just last weekend it was pretty cool got to see see that group of people again and i i uh none of us have changed really i i got a little fatter i think but um but no i it was a great way to grow up i i really feel like our roots and where we come from is a big a big part of uh the way we handle challenges later on in life and uh the challenge that i'm about to walk you guys through that i went through that uh that challenge really, really uh, challenged me to dig in deep to figure out what I learned growing up and the different things and different strengths I figured out, different ways I figured out how to manage uh, the situations that I was going through and stuff. And and uh, ultimately, you know, when I was growing up, by 13 years old, I knew how to drive very well. I knew how to run equipment. Um, Heck, I was raking hay, I think by age 10, I was on a tractor raking hay. Uh, my dad's side of the family, they were all loggers and oil field workers, so I had a taste of that. 12 years old, I was out packing a chainsaw, running my own thinning projects, and uh, and loving every bit of it. I would get get in the uh, old 19, I think it was a 19, early 80s model Chevy Love pickup that we had. We'd get in that thing, my dad and I, in the mornings, and we'd go out and we'd beat the heat at five o'clock, 
12 years old, beating the heat at 5 o'clock to go out and run a chainsaw until about 10 o'clock in the morning, go home, take a nap, go back in the evening, do it all over again. It was a great lifestyle, and there's nothing better than than working in nature. I feel sorry for all the people that work in offices because if you can be out there working in the timber, set your desk out there in a, in a pile of pine trees somewhere. Your life will just be better. I guarantee it. It's just there's something about it. Um, but no, I really enjoyed that. and it, it taught me a lot about work ethics growing up. The one thing that I didn't learn a whole lot about growing up was money management. I kind of sucked at that for a long time. And, uh, and I had struggles with that. But I also had some other problems growing up. You know, I had a, I had a little alcohol problem for a while. And then I had an anxiety problem that ended up leading into a dependency on benzos. Uh, not my fault. I was not a misuser with that stuff. I just had a really bad observing doctor. But uh, I, it ultimately ended up with a problem. So I actually, I beat two addictions in my life. Um, obviously an addiction or the addictive personality is something that never really goes away. But uh, as far as the episodes that I had there with alcohol and Xanax... Um, I overcame that stuff. It was something that I had to do. It was some of the challenges that I went through. Uh, growing up in the area, it, it was fun. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to do around here. I, uh, uh, We found myself and my friends, we all found ourselves finding some of the weirdest ways to entertain ourselves, like uh, rolling tires down Main Street in the middle of our town just to uh, see how far they would go. And I'm actually surprised we didn't kill anybody <laughs> with that stuff. But that was that those those uh, weird entertainments like that, the weird ways we we come up with to uh, give ourselves a little humor or uh, that little bit of entertainment. I'm honestly surprised I didn't kill one of my friends when I was about seven. One of my one of my everyday things was me and my friends. We would ride our bikes around town, and uh, we'd set up ramps behind my house, and I'd have all my friends lay out behind the ramps. And I'd jump them with my bike, you know, and then, and then I had other, other friends that would jump all of us. I'd lay down and we'd all, all lay down. You know how bad it would have sucked to catch a 20 inch BMX bike in the middle of the chest. I, I, I'm honestly, to this day, I, I stop and think about it. I watch my kids ride their bikes and stuff around and I freak out sometimes. I'm like, but then I stop and I think about, man, that's like not even anywhere close to what we used to do when I was a kid. So sometimes I got to kind of reevaluate my thinking with that stuff. But, but no, I'm really surprised we didn't kill anybody. I remember skinny dipping one time and jumping through about, I don't know, maybe an eighth of an inch of ice. I ended up jumping in in a bunch of slush, but we were out having a good time and whatnot. And I, got out of the pickup took off running and the whole time i was stripping clothes off by the time i got to the end of the dock i was bailing in the water and it was like jumping into a slushy it was not cool but well it was cool but in in the wrong kind of way but no that's how that's how i grew up you know it's music and having a good time and obviously working my butt off i ended up getting out of high school i graduated high school there in 2002 and i got out of there and i took off to uh spearfish south dakota to try college give that give that a try and uh i went over there with my musical mindset and stuff and i went over there to actually be a shop teacher i was wanting to be a shop teacher uh all through high school i was always the teacher's aide i'd taken taken every class offered and uh, ended up a ta and uh 
and I wanted to do it. That's what I wanted to do. But there was some weird stuff going on when I went to college over there. One of the professors kind of urged on me to maybe try going into more a uh, different type of academical uh, instruction. And uh, I just didn't really have an interest in teaching anything else. So I kind of lost interest in college over there. But at the same time, the word college should be a very educational word for people or, or it screams education, you know, but word college to me, when I went over there, it screamed party and I, and I had way too good of a time. I was playing my guitar. I was chasing girls. I was drinking beer before I was old enough to drink beer. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was playing in the bars, playing music, uh, before I was even old enough to get in there, they let me go in there just because I was part of the entertainment. I go in there a couple nights a week and, and play my guitar and we'd play until they closed at two o'clock in the morning and then we'd go eat breakfast at the 24-hour cafe and then we'd go back to the college and i'd end up sleeping through all my morning classes and it just it turned into a bad routine one good thing i got out of that though at college and and as far as my music stuff goes i uh i met a really 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 good musician one of my best friends mr phil wilson at the time was out of hewlett wyoming now he lives down in oklahoma and uh him and i i don't know what it was i i always feel like people encounter people for reasons people that step into your life they step into your life for a reason um and uh I, that's kind of kind of a a theory i came up with just based on meeting meeting up with phil we both ended up in the same dorm room i actually i was sitting in my dorm room one day and i heard somebody playing that playing a guitar down the hallway and i was like man that sounds like something that I would try to play. Like that's my music, you know? And so I walked down there and I introduced myself. Well, the next thing I know, we're kicking one of my roommates out and he's moving in so we can set our amps up and jam out all the time. 15 minutes into it, we're writing music together and it's, uh, and we're coming up with really good stuff. I mean, everything, the two guitar parts, the vocals, the whole nine yards, all within the first 15 minutes of playing with each other. It was, it was it was a musical click I, I just i love having encounters like that where where you just click you know whether it's at work or it's something like that playing music or uh you know it's just it's it's something out there that tells you that people really do have connections on all kinds of different levels but i had that and and uh my party came to a fast end sadly before year one was even done I ended up on on a pretty strict level of academic probation and uh with that academic probation um we all ended up uh, getting into trouble at one point in time because we we thought it was necessary to see just how many drunk college students we could fit into one dorm room we did a really good job at it uh there was literally standing room only and the next day i think there was like four or five drum bags of empty beer bottles and stuff that came out of that room I didn't get a head count, um, but I do know that uh, I definitely got a countdown on how many days I was allowed to stay on campus after that because we got into some trouble. But um, after college ended for me there, I took off. I did a lot of online schooling for safety and stuff after that and some different programs for managing projects because I ended up leaving school. And I went back home and I was ended up a full-time equipment operator, uh, music. I didn't turn into a rock star at college. So music kind of got put on the back burner and it was simply an at home hobby. 
again. And uh, I was running equipment. I was working in the oil fields. I was working in the mines, um, running heavy equipment, having a good time. Just another passion of mine. I, I love, I love uh, moving the earth. And, and to me, it's like a work of art, to be honest. I take a lot of passion in it. And uh, I, I did that for several, several years. I, I ended up with a lot of experience. But before I even got out of high school, I had a lot of equipment experience, you know, just through my teenage years in the in the environment that I grew up in. I, uh, I really, I really, <clears throat> I really enjoy my working lifestyle. For some reason, I, I always feel like if you get up and you go to work in the morning, your days just go so much better than it does if you sit at home and lounge around the house. Um, but the, uh, the stories that I put together, they, uh, they have a lot to do with all them different, different, uh, different experiences I had when I grew up, but they, they go even further. And the stories that I want to share throughout my podcasting and whatnot, they're stories, like I said, they're real life, life experiences. Um, I've seen a lot. I'm 38 years old. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of death. I've seen a lot of death that was, uh, Accidental. I've seen a lot of death that was self-influenced, and I've seen, I've seen my own death just through my own experiences, and uh, and I've got a lot to share. Um, 2016, I ended up in the hospital in Colorado Springs. I moved away for a little while. I was chasing a an adventure of of a different type of business that I was wanting to put together down there. That I thought would be really beneficial for that area based on their wildfire activity and, and the quality of some of the properties around Colorado Springs. I got down there and I started uh, uh, putting that out there and stuff and I was trying to trying to make something out of myself and I was only there for a couple weeks and I ended up going to bed one night and I woke up paralyzed. So it was an experience all on its own that, that uh, turned me around right there. And uh, um, that adventure gave me a whole new different outlook on life. I mean, after a year and a half almost in the hospital and losing that chunk of my life and, and having to go through them challenges, uh, I went through phases where I was, I was suicidal in the hospital. And when I went through that, it was, it was, it was kind of an eye opener after I figured out what I was doing wrong and, and why, I was, why I was going through what I was going through. It, it really was, uh, once I realized it and I was able to figure out different ways to manage it, it, it was a life-changing experience. I mean, I, ultimately you wake up paralyzed and you spend, spend that much time paralyzed in a hospital and you're wheelchair bound and bed bound and, and whatnot. When you go through something like that, it's going to change your life anyways. But the challenges that come inside of that one big picture those little challenges teach you so many lessons and that's stuff that I'm really going to get into with all this. Um, I, I spent my time, uh, going through it and there, and I, I went through so many different scenarios in my head. Uh, some of the things that cut me down the most as a human being, uh, a lot of people do not realize what it's like when, uh, when you simply for lack of better ways of saying it, when you simply can't wipe your own butt, <laughs> I mean, we go to the bathroom 
we take care of ourselves that's how it is you know you never really stop and think when you're in using a restroom somewhere what if somebody else had to do this for me what if somebody else had to had to uh take care of me and and, and take care of my hygiene and stuff after using a bathroom i mean it's it's something that we do not think about you know for the longest time i always loved two-story houses two-story houses were great i thought they were cool staircases are awesome just different level limit living i always liked a uh, an overlooking loft um i always thought that was a good touch my perspective now after uh losing my ability to walk overnight and my ability to really do anything overnight a two-story house scares the heck out of me i'll never own one i uh I have no desire to own a two-story house and it's based on the fact that what if I wake up again tomorrow and I can't walk and I got to be back in a wheelchair uh, it could very well happen as a matter of fact I'm about to be back in a wheelchair just based on some stuff that I'm going through and uh, that's a totally different story but but those are the things that I'm talking about we take so much for granted in our everyday life you don't stop and you don't think about what could happen, you know, and everybody, everybody thinks about what won't happen. It won't happen to me. That'll never happen to me. You pass a guy in a wheelchair in, the, in Walmart and you're like, you just walk by him and, and the thought in your head, if, if he catches your attention, the thought in your mind is like, man, I feel sorry for that guy. That'll never happen to me. Well, I got, I got a, I got a pretty uh, blunt awakening about that and a reminder that that can very well happen. And it's something that we all kind of need to stop and think about sometimes. Um, being on a ventilator and not being able to talk and going through all that stuff. Not being able to communicate. Communication is one of the biggest things in life. Uh, whether it's in your relationship or whether it's at work, dealing with coworkers or your boss. You know, maybe you're going through legal stuff and communicate. Communicating is a huge factor in everybody's life. No matter what situation you're going through communication sometimes it's the lack of communication that creates the situation but either way the word communication is a very important word if you're living and that's something that i went through when i when i was going through that and i was on the ventilator and not talking i had i had i had so many challenges that came out of just not being able to communicate i had a nurse break down beside my bed bawling Complete, completely devastated over the fact that she had been in there for half an hour and could not figure out what was wrong with me. I was, I had tears in my eyes. I was in pain. I had something going on. I actually had a sore spot um, uh, just above my butt that I was trying. I needed an adjustment. I needed moved around a little bit. And she, she had moved me around, but wasn't quite getting it. And I, you know, I needed her to look at it to see if it was something that was actually opened up and turning into a full-fledged bed sore that could potentially be a a hazard in my life at the time but how do you express that you can't just pick up a piece of paper when you're 100 percent paralyzed and and write it down and you're on a ventilator so you're not talking so there's different challenges there and she went through 500 questions trying to figure out what was wrong with me and and we weren't we were not getting to the point that that specified what was actually going on with me and uh it was one of those deals where where uh, the challenge got so real that it was the biggest frustration in my situation. Being paralyzed and not moving, 
suddenly turned into just kind of a simple thing. But that not being able to communicate with my nurses, that turned into a real deal. And that was the biggest frustration through the whole adventure. And uh, that's something I'm actually going to be getting into a lot throughout this is different ways to communicate. Whether you're a provider, you're the patient, friend or family member of the patient, I'm going to be getting into a lot of that because I feel like if, if we can develop different ways to communicate, maybe different common common things to reach out about when you're dealing with a situation like that, uh, just to make the communication side of things easier. Um, a lot of these things and a lot of these uh, uh, situations when it comes to medical stuff is time sensitive stuff. So if we can help with that, that's something that I definitely want to do. So definitely follow along. It'll be real interesting. Uh, for everybody to kind of hear the different ways that I, I dealt with that eventually uh, once we started figuring stuff out. But that whole adventure was a defining moment in my life. It reminded me who I was. And uh, I'd never heard of this disease. I'd contracted a disease that I'd never even heard of. And it was an overnight change in my life. Guillain-Barre Syndrome. GBS for short. If you guys want to look it up on the internet, it looks like Gillian Barr. Um, or you can go to my website. Feel free to check out my website and uh, www.shaneinspires.com. There's a whole page about Guillain-Barre syndrome in there, in Shane's words. There's also my story, my life story, the short version of it in there. Um, there's going to be a lot of other stories that I load up into that. Some funny stuff, some road adventures, all kinds of different stuff. But but realistically, the whole point of this uh, podcast, I've, I've been asked to do them for a long time. Um, it's about life-changing experiences. I want to make a difference for people. That's where I'm at with this. And uh, I've tried a lot of different things. And I just, I'm at a point in time here in my life. I'm actually getting ready to have surgery again. Um, I got a lot of preparation for that. And honestly, I'm not in a financial situation to undergo that. So it's a pretty stressful time in my life. I'm not, not exactly sure how I'm going to tackle all that, but I do have some big plans for the inspirational side of my life. It's something that I kind of want to dedicate to. I've got a book coming out about my experience in surviving Giam, uh, uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Um, it, uh, it, it's one of those things that, uh, that I've, I've worked on that and I'm kind of a perfectionist. So it's taken me a long time to write this book. The book is called as I walk forward. It's actually in a editing and rewrite stage right now. So I've got a lot of stuff that I'm changing around and, uh, and whatnot. Hopefully that is something that ends up out. Uh, I'm, I'm shooting for the beginning of the fall season here. So by the end of the summer, I want to be done with all the editing and stuff and get that thing into publishing. But, uh, we're already talking to some publishing companies about it. It might end up self-published. I don't know yet. I ain't quite made that decision. But it is something I'm working on. I'm actually working on a few different books right now, which is kind of another reason it takes takes so long to write stuff. But the cool part about it is by the time it's said and done, I should be coming out with one right after the other for a little while. So I'll be a pretty entertaining guy. But uh, but no, uh, like I say, ultimately, this is this whole thing that I'm putting together and the, the want to do this has been a big push just to change lives. Um, I like sharing a piece of inspiration to everybody. Everybody needs it. Um, I need it from time to time. That's just how it is. Uh, but like I said, I'm getting ready to go through this surgery. I'm trying to make some preparations for that. 
part of my goal with everything, part of my inspirational lifestyle that I want to do is COVID kind of put a damper to this. I was doing a little bit of it to begin with, but then it got really complicating when COVID stepped into play. Uh, but I really want to open myself up to uh, be able to go into the facilities, the rehab facilities, the hospitals and whatnot, and actually interact with patients. Uh, people that are in them hospitals that actually need to hear that that story and, and take that little bit of inspiration for a motivational piece for themselves to help themselves find that inner strength. I've always said it and I say it to everybody. You always have the keys in your pocket, the keys that lead you to a better situation. Sometimes you just simply need somebody to come around to help you show which doorway you need to unlock with those keys and help you take your first step through it. And, and I and I always stress on that because that's that's the situation I was in. One thing I do need from everybody, if we if you guys can share the heck out of this and get this out there, I've got some advertising stuff on my website, uh, www.shaneinspires.com. The advertising and marketing piece of that is actually just uh, something that's being put together that is gonna hopefully take off. I. I, I'm hoping to get that out there and start doing some advertising and stuff for businesses. And uh, there's some there's some general stuff in there. We got a pickup that we're decorating, um, all kinds of stuff. And it's different ways to basically build some funding and whatnot to kind of back me up and everything that I'm doing here and everything that I need to go through to get done what I need to get done. And uh, I could really use the support. So if, if you all hear this and you got a company you work for that might be able, willing to get involved with that a little bit, I really appreciate it. I'm going to try to do a couple of these a week. Um, it's exciting. This is just the beginning. I've got some great stories for you guys. Um, hang in there, everybody. We're having a rough time in this country right now. That's why I'm here to talk to you. I appreciate you taking the time to jump into my podcast. I hope you come back for the show. God bless. Y'all have a good evening.